Hello and welcome back to the Whatnots Review Show number 287. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, Hello. how's your weekend been? I'm good. I It's become one of our review show Sunday morning recording time slot traditions that one of us mentions a movie we saw this fresh this weekend. Oh, and the other one does you go the Spider-Man point and is like, yes, I also saw that. And we have a mind melt. I went to see Drive Away Dolls. I, even if you haven't seen it yet, I presume that is on your radar. I have tickets to go see it on Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, we just had I'll, a busy, like, end of the week weekend. So we were like, we can't get it, like, opening day or opening weekend, but we'll go this next week for sure. Nice. I'll, I'll tell you it's weirder than you'd expect. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it is a Not, Cohen brother film. One of them. We, right? <laughs> weird on a different wavelength than that, I think. Okay. Interesting. There's Interesting. also one scene in it that really reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> and I think you'll know what it is when you see it. Okay. I'm excited now. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah, it's been a good weekend for, for me over here on my side as well. There's a new season of Drive to Survive out on Netflix because oh. F1 is starting back up. The first race is next weekend. Um, so that's super exciting. Uh, I, I don't know how it missed my radar, but also season two of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is mostly oh, yeah. all out on Disney Plus. It's been out for like a month as of this recording and considering their first season just won like a whole bunch of awards. I'm kind of confused as to why there's no like marketing like hey this amazing show is back for season two you can watch it um they they did I, I think they did the this on season one too but they debuted it on the disney channel like the first two episodes on the disney channel but then like the first chunk or like the entirety of the season was out on disney plus if you had that mm -hmm. um and then week by week, they put episodes out on the actual TV channel. Uh, so they did something kind of like that with season two here. The first 14 episodes are out to watch on Disney Plus, and there will be 10 more at a later date here. So good weekend for TV watching for me. <laughs> nice. Good. Indeed. busy, Indeed. Uh, if you guys did not know, every week here, every episode, I still have week in, in my head because that used to be used to be a mm. weekly show. Every episode here on the re review show, we have a different story to talk about. It could be a movie, an anime, manga, comic book, all kinds of stuff. We read it. We watch it. We come back here and talk about it this week on the podcast. The Human Target 12 issue miniseries published by DC Comics, written by Tom King, art by Greg Smallwood. Uh, this is one, I, I finally got to read this book last year. I waited till all of the issues were out and I binged it. Um, but as soon as they announced this, this book and they showed us the cover of issue one, I was like, oh, I'm sold. I am in. This looks awesome. It looks great. Uh, 
And whether it's been here on the review show or one of our uh, other podcasts, I know I've mentioned it multiple times mm. to Melissa, just being like, I think you would like it. I, I, I think this this book might be something you would be into. Um, so, yeah, when we were picking stuff for th- this year for the podcast, you, we were like, how about we finally do that book? So let, let, let me ask you this. Did I in in the times that I mentioned it, did I pique your interest at, at all? Yes. You said okay, that it good. looked like 1950s advertising illustrations, which is all I needed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the artwork has this like classical feel to it, but not necessarily classical superhero stuff. Mm-hmm. It really does have the yeah, that like 1950s advertising Mad Men style artwork to it. Um and then you add on top of that a bunch of like just amazing colors and it like it doesn't have the like kind of washed out muted watercolor that you might see in 1950s advertising. Mm-hmm. It is like bright purples and greens and blues and pinks and all sorts of stuff. And it's just like, oh, this looks so cool. Um, So, yeah, the. Tell me this then. What did you think the book was based on how I described it? We'll get into a plus synopsis after this. You told me it was the human target, that he was a guy that took other, disguised himself as other people. Other people hired him to do this. If they're like, I think somebody's going to make an attempt on my life. I'm going to hire you to be me and you have the skills to survive my murder. And then maybe we can catch whoever was trying to murder me. But somehow I completely missed that this was a story set in the DC universe. You probably (laughs) told me that the instigating event is that he is hired to be Lex Luthor. And I'd Googled this series to look at the artwork. There are covers where all of these different weapons are pointed at the human target. There's a batarang in there. There's like Mm -hmm. a big Green Lantern hammer. All the classic DC iconography completely missed me. Ice powers, fire powers, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But the recognizably DC stuff absolutely skipped my brain. I was just looking at the. A nice 1950s guy. He's got like the Reed Richards hair. I love that look. Gray temples. Yeah. Yeah. My um, ideal man is the man that's on the novelty T-shirts where the guy's like, beer, cause of and solution to all of life's problems. <laughs> right. He's doing the point. Maybe he has like a pipe in his mouth. He looks like the dad from Leave oh it to God. Beaver. I love that guy. I, I I had a bumper sticker on my door when when I was a young teenager, my the door to my room was just covered in like stickers and mm. bumper stickers and caution tape and all that stuff. A young teen boy might like. Uh, but I, 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 I had a bumper sticker that had that like that g- 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 guy. He's sitting there with this little sweater vest and his, yeah. his, his comb over hair and his pipe. And he goes, marijuana, proud sponsors of. um. We forget. <laughs> uh, so, I, yeah. Um, it, yeah, he absolutely has that that look. The, the artwork is spectacular in this book. But, yeah, I, I 
I realized that in all the times that I mentioned this book and that you might like it, I never fully explained what it was exactly. Um, or, yeah, that it is solid, solidly set in the DC universe, right? The, the Justice League is here. In fact, it's like it's it's weird because it's set in modern day times, but it's also the like it's it's the justice league international which is one of the teams from the post-crisis era which is also why i was like oh this book is right up by alley i love this um and it, yeah i i don't think i fully explained it to you so i'm glad that it piqued your interest uh all of the, the, the that good stuff but you are right this book starts out uh with the main character christopher chance being hired to be Lex Luthor. Um, Lex is about to give some speech at a conference. It sounds like he's introducing some new product to the market. Uh, and yeah, he hires him to pose as Lex Luthor and start to give this speech. Uh, and they wait out in an assassination attempt. But... There's a twist. Christopher Chance is still killed. Uh, he he mm -hmm. swallows some poison that was meant for Lex Luthor um, on a completely different attempt, not associated with the one guy that they did catch. Uh, and all signs are pointing to it's someone from the Justice League International. Uh, they they tried to murder Lex Luthor, um, which I, I think is an interesting hook uh, on mm -hmm. on multiple reasons. It's the Justice League International like they're, these guys are heroes. They wouldn't murder. They wouldn't kill. What is this? This must be a red herring. What's going on? Um, so, yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting book for sure. Highly recommend checking it out. Now that you have read it, though, Melissa, what did you think of The Human Target? I had a great time. This is a really well-told noir story. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's necessarily as noir in its styling, but that is its story structure. And it's got this wonderful procession where every issue is we talk to another member of the Justice League. This is the Booster Gold issue. This is the Blue Beetle issue. So it gets you a nice tour. I like that Batman is not in it. And instead, yes. there's a whole issue where he's worried. He's scared Batman's going to show up at any time. Which is great. Uh, to, just to, to give everyone a little bit of context for who the Justice League International is. Uh, in... So after Crisis on Infinite Earths, which was a story from the mid 80s, uh, they did not initially have a Justice League right away. So they eventually made one and they made two teams. They made Justice League America, which really only focused on stuff happening in America, and then Justice League International, which eventually became Justice League Europe and then switched their name back to uh, Justice League International as they kind of focused on all that like, multiple countries um and space yeah yeah not really spaced exactly in that era there's um, aliens on this team oh sure yes but they weren't like oh we'll go out and get the latest space uh, you, you know bad guy that's out there they were like ah, 
people are acting a fool in Russia. Like, let, let's let's go. <laughs> let, let's go deal with the, the USSR and what's what's all happening, you know, over the day there. Um, and yeah, so it, it was this kind of like secondary Justice League team. And in in the first handful of issues, Batman is there, but not to be on the team, just to kind of set things up. And yeah, it always just kind of felt like at any minute, Batman could show back up and be like, what are you guys doing? Like, like you guys <laughs> focus on your mission, like do that, like run, the, run the team this way, do all of that. Um, and one of my favorite moments in comics is referenced uh, in in this book, which we'll get into once we get into spoilers and stuff like that. But um yeah, I I absolutely adore this 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 book here. Uh, it's a blast. It is a great noir. It does not look noir in the colors, mm -hmm. but they do all of the stuff. Like here's a scene where the blinds are like here's the like light shining through Gotta the blinds blind and, and stuff like that. Like it is it is very much noir coded. Not only in the sense that it is a mystery. And there is like a detective who's trying to solve a murder. And here's the here's here's the the, the, the name that walks in to to hire. Like it has the, 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 that stuff. Mm. It's it's all in there. Um, but yeah, also doesn't feel like it. It also feels just like a, a exploration of the DC universe. Some like forgotten characters of the DC mm -hmm. universe kind of. Um so yeah, it's 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 an interesting book for sure. Highly recommend. Yeah, it's also surprisingly more romantic than I thought. The dame of the story is a really consistent presence from beginning to end. Her mm -hmm. and the human target spend a lot of time together. They get very close. And there's these beautiful illustrations of the two of them just lying there together, looking at each other with their big, soft eyes. It leans almost into the old romance comics. Yeah. <laughs> for, for brief stretches of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do, do you think we missed anything that we haven't talked it's about? Written by yet? Tom King, who we love from The Vision. Mm -hmm. I don't recall it. Is this only our second time reading a Tom King? Our second time, at least. I don't remember if we've done any else here on the show but i've i've read a number of, of his his stuff um well actually actually was was that on the old whatnots podcast we did uh i think we did his the start of his batman run on the whatnots podcast the old version of this show i don't remember mm -hmm. um but yeah i i, I think for, for us here on the review show our second second time running into tom king um yeah art by greg small smallwood a lot, a lot a lot of this book is the artwork that like you could yeah. buy this book for the artwork alone and it would be incredible um so go go check it out for sure um yeah good good fun times i don't think i have a, a, anything else to say that is spoiler free um mm -hmm. So I say we take a quick break for housekeeping, uh, and then when we come back, uh, we will dive into spoilers. You'll be right back. 
Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. We hope you're enjoying it. If you didn't know, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. But none of this is possible without your support. Head over to patreon.com slash the whatnots, and you can get access to over 40 hours of exclusive content, including our Patreon first podcast, The Pilots Club, when you sign up at our $3 tier. Of course, there is a free version of the Pilots Club available, but episodes are exclusive to our Patreon for two years before they hit the free feeds. If you're interested in buying merch, we have shirts, hoodies, mugs, and more for sale over at thewhatnots.com slash store. Another great way to help us out is by subscribing and leaving a nice rating and review on your podcasting app of choice. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for video versions of the show, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, you can always find out more information about the shows we make on our website, thewhatnots.com. All right, we are back once again. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you so Thank much. You. We appreciate it. We love you a lot. Uh, over on the Pilots Club this past month, uh, we got to talk about Heat Vision and Jack. Uh, just a, a real odd pilot uh, that we, we, we had a blast with there. Uh, but it is almost uh, it's almost March. Wow. Good. Lord, uh, Melissa, can you tell us a little bit about the pilot that we will be talking about in March? Our March pilot is Welcome to Eltingville. This is not a show that went to series, but the pilot was aired once on Adult Swim as a one-off special. This is an animated show based on a series of comics about four intensely nerdy teenage boys who hang out at a New Jersey comic book store and the arguments and trials they get into yeah good stuff so keep your eyes peeled for that uh the pilots club also now has a free feed so if you want to hear some of our older episodes from two years ago we just started that this month so the first episode is up the second one will be coming uh the first friday in march so be on the lookout for that uh, right here on the captain's log this past week, we got into uh, a very serious debate here. What is or is not a gusher? You know, those 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 food arguments that is, is a taco, a sandwich, is a ravioli, a pop tart is a you know, who knows what. No, <laughs> what is or isn't a gusher? <laughs> I will say this. A pop tart is not a gusher because it's not wet enough. Pop tart too dry. Mm. Not enough gushing happening there. Exactly. A toaster strudel. Now that's a gusher. There you go. Uh, Yeah, that was over on the captain's log. We got to talk about some movies we had recently seen, some plans that we had. I got to talk about Madam Web, all that good stuff over on the captain's log. Uh, Here on the review show uh last last episode we got to talk about the first two seasons of moonlighting uh a show from the mid 80s uh that uh is often pointed to as a quintessential example of the will they won't they trope uh that we often mm. see so much on television um it's just st- st- starring a young bruce willis in that too so interesting stuff 
good stuff. Go check it out. We had a blast with that one. Mm. Um, Moonlight lighting, truly lovely. A really yes. wonderful time capsule. Absolutely. Uh, and then over on the reactor core, uh, we finally have our spoiler cast up for True Detective Night Country. Uh, that is is up and ready for you guys to listen to and check out. Hopefully you guys both enjoyed uh, True Detective Night Country as well as that spoiler cast. Um, so, yeah. That is about it for housekeeping, though. So I say we get into spoilers for the human target. Okay. Melissa, did, were, were you confused about Nort? Were, were you like, who, I, the, who the fuck is Nort? <laughs> I. Nord is a Green Lantern, and I know what a Green Lantern sure, is. Yeah. You see somebody with that logo in that color scheme, you understand what their role is in this universe, at least. And he is very much a barf. Half man, yep. half dog. Yep. John Candy from Spaceballs. Absolutely. Like, no, he's just, right, he's just a drunk barf. I get it. I, I was not confused by Gnort. I the, I was only confused as to whether or not I was supposed to pronounce the G in his name or if the G was silent. Right. Yeah. Read very clearly. I this book made me realize that I don't think I know enough about Martian Manhunter. The Martian mm. Manhunter chapter. I had to go back through and then I still wasn't sure I totally got it. Because I'm like, I know that Martian Manhunter is a shapeshifter. Correct. Does he have mind powers? Because it looks like he's reading yes. the human target's mind. Okay, that's never been made clear to me. Yeah, he he can read people's minds. Uh, he can, he's off the. You know how like superhero teams will always be on comms with one another. Yes. He's often seen as like the psychic force connecting the team to together. So they don't actually need a communicator device. They're all just linked psychically. That makes sense. Um, he's also his weakness is fire. Oddly enough, he's scared of fire, uh, which mm -hmm. is an interesting choice then that he has a romantic encounter with the character fire uh, in, in in this. That that is a nice touch. Um, but uh, yeah, he's 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 often very stoic. He's he's brooding kind of like batman but not in the way that uh like batman is like i have like i need to be a, a one-man army against crime he's just like man i hope i'm leading the team correctly i hope i'm not invading <laughs> their thoughts when they don't want right. me to like he's actually genuinely like concer concerned mm -hmm. about the people um he also really likes o o oreos he oh, cool. loves them. Yeah, that, that's Who his doesn't? favorite food. <laughs> um, are they Oreos or are they a DC non-branded Oreo type cookie? They are Oreos as far cool. as I can tell. Yeah. Happy to um, have that branding. Nice agreement. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, there might be like one of the, the cartoons out there or something where they don't really mm. have that sponsorship, right? Or, or, or not that it is a sponsorship that he likes those, but he, right. They might just be like, Oh, my favorite cookie and they don't name it, but you know, it's like, yes. Oh, that's an Oreo. Right. 
It's a special brand of cookies that come from the Green Lantern planet. They're called Oa Rios. <laughs> Oa Rios, yeah. Or they just use the Hydroxes. That's a bad timeline. You don't want to be on the Hydrox timeline. Anyways, yeah. So I asked you the question about Nort because, yeah, how... How familiar are you with Justice League International or these characters in None. general? Um, I, I think I had heard that there was a Justice League International. I gotcha. And I know what the Justice League is. It's a group of different superheroes from around the country and universe. Like that concept is pretty easy to understand. A lot of the characters, I, I, I already know them. A Green Lantern a booster gold, a blue beetle. Uh, I realized I did not know enough about Martian Manhunter. Could have used more Martian Manhunter background knowledge. Sure. And fire and ice who are both, th their name is what they do. They, yeah. <laughs> the premise <laughs> of the characters is pretty clear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Cause that, that is like, that is partly what caught my attention so much with this book here is that it like, it is the justice league intern, National, which is not a team we've had in a couple decades in DC Comics. Like the characters are kind of still around. In fact, uh, Fire and Ice just both had a, or not both, they had a mini series starring the both of the, the, them uh, that I've heard very, very good things about. Um, nice. But they are, generally speaking, kind of minor characters. In the grand scheme of the DC universe, you don't really hear about them. You don't really see them showing up all that much. Um, even like Booster Gold is kind of like he's around. He's still doing things, but he's often a much more minor character. Um, Ted Cord has kind of taken a back seat as Jaime Reyes has stepped into mm -hmm. the role of Blue Beetle. Um Martian Manhunter is still around. He's still kind of a major character, but he's also been a character that has struggled to support his own like ongoing series. Um, so maybe they do a mini series of him every now and then, but he is off also often just like he's in the Justice League book and that's kind of it, right? Um, so I... I I knew you would, you would get and you'd understand the book. It's easy to follow. But with some of these characters, I was kind of interested to to see if you were like, I don't know who these characters are. I was conf confused by some of them or all of that stuff. So seems like for the most part, though, you were on, yeah. on, on top of yes. it. So, yeah. yeah. Like Great. I said, only thing I didn't know is that Martian Manhunter could read minds, which might yes. have been in like the Snyder cut and I forgot that part of that four hour movie. <laughs> I remember Martian Manhunter was in it, but yeah, I, I might have forgotten if he did this. I, I think he psychically talks to Bruce Wayne in the end of, of that there, but it's a weird thing because he's is only different. in it for like you can two minutes. Yeah. Right. Projecting your voice into somebody's mind and reading that person's mind are not necessarily the same skill set. Yeah. Um, Cool. Good stuff with all of that. So, yeah, um, 
yeah I, I i love the cast of characters i think you can understand why i hate guy gardner so much now <laughs> mm. he's just an asshole um but uh yeah in uh so let, let's let's talk about the actual mystery here uh christopher chance is po- poisoned it was poison meant for lex luther this cusco's poison the po- poison specifically for cusco <laughs> uh, and he ends up drinking this poison but does not get a full dose of it because in Mm -hmm. the like actual assassination attempt that he was hired to stop he gets shot and that makes him throw up and so he Mm -hmm. he he throws up most of the poison but he still has enough to kill him just 12 days later so yes uh, he has time to kind of do what he wants or make amends, say goodbye, live his life. And he d- 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 decides to, I'm going to solve the case. I'm I'm, I'm going to solve my own murder here. Um, and which you'll learn is because he doesn't really have affairs to put in order. He doesn't have loved ones to say goodbye to. Right. This is his whole life is being the human target. That is a purpose he takes very seriously uh yeah 12 days to die a very neat structure for a 12 issue mini series every issue is a day Mm -hmm. i really like the layout and the pacing and the structure of this story it's really easy to get a hold on except for the martian manhunter issue which goes like back and forth in time and nesting inside various flashbacks Yeah, and with the, like, shape-shifting element of him, you're not sure, like, is this Manhunter posing as someone in his mind and speaking through that character in his mind? The whole thing is a little confusing. Mm -hmm. I I think you come out knowing what you need to in the sense that, like, okay, in this, like, instance that he is passing the salt, in in that short, like, two seconds, Martian Manhunter has basically like read christopher chance's whole history his whole like why are you so closed off what is your uh relationship with your father why do you hate him so much why have you dived into work the way that and it's all kind of related here right he saw his dad get killed and his dad was like begging for his life and as a kid he didn't understand that and was just like my dad was we was we my dad was weak and i don't want to be like that if if i'm ever in that situation i don't want to be crying and all of that stuff um and i i think it's a pivotal moment for his character as he realizes my dad wasn't weak. He loved something. He loved me. Mm-hmm. He wasn't scared to die. He was like scared of leaving me alone, which is then what I forced myself to become. And here I am in a situation where I've now fallen in love with ice and I don't want to die now. And he's mm-hmm. just like, fuck, like, this is not, <laughs> not what I wanted. <laughs> I like that journey. I like we're in a world that deals with Batman, the number one I have trauma because my parents died, but that's not part of it. It's not like Bruce saw Dr. Thomas Wayne 
begging for his life. This is a new take on the my parents are dead uh, Mm -hmm. and how that fuels my life journeys. Like I saw my dad sniveling. I love my dad, but I'm never going to let myself snivel when I die. I'm going to die over and over and over again as the human target and like beat any sense of fear of death out of myself. This is a no sniveling zone from here on out. Mm. <laughs> He's got one of those no fear t-shirts yeah. <laughs> under every disguise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Man, that part is back memories. You, I'll tell you, I was hoping for a little bit more of the disguise side of things. Mm, I want to learn yeah. like, do you, how did you, how do you learn how to be Lex Luthor? Like, does the person who hires you have to provide now, here is a bald cap that looks like mine. Here is your contacts and my eye color. What right. are you, Christopher Chance, responsible for? Did you go to makeup school? Did you go to acting school? Like, how do, do you successfully convince other people that you are that person? Yeah. And he like he has a few lines to explain it in there, but it's stuff he says rather than mm. like, here's the practice like here's how i mastered makeup here's how i mastered fake noses right here's how i mastered (laughs) accents um here's how i became the master of disguise a movie maybe i should just go watch instead to learn how (laughs) somebody becomes the master of disguise (laughs) (laughs) um yeah but like we we do see a bit of him like learning to fight and like control your body in in that way um, which is also like for, for a, a comic that's set in modern day times still like has a bunch of like it still kind of feels like it's in this amorphous past. It's mm. not it's not the like 50s and 60s of the advertising art style, but it's not the 80s that the Justice League International mm. was in or, or early 90s that they were in. But it all kind of like this. This idea of like, I can master myself and therefore other people. If I do martial arts, right, and I'm Zen, then I've mastered yes. everything, uh, which is kind of the vibe you almost get by the only thing you see him practicing in the past is martial arts, mm. right? Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there's just like this. It's it's the, 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 the like timelessness that I love from Batman, the animated series. Where it's like, yeah, you can't really tell when it's taking place, per se. Like, obviously, they don't really have cell phones in there. Some technology we have. But it's also it's not the the 30s or 40s, like some of the buildings mm. or cars might suggest. But it's not the 90s. Right. It's, you know, it's story uh, out of time. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I feel like this book also had a similar feeling. Um way with that because yeah you you know it's set in modern day times but also like the cars they drive in here are a little more classic style um it just has that feeling you know so good stuff with that um but yeah so he goes through each day interviewing a different member of the jli uh and he he kind of has a hunch of who it is from the start, uh, just in like his experience as a 
detective or of just like putting himself in the center of all of these. He's like, I kind of know how this is going to go, uh, which is why I kind of took on this case. He has a hunch. It's uh, ice from the start. Um, mm. But then is also like. But she's doing a good job of like redirecting me. Um, so maybe not her like she she is bringing up some some interesting things of these other characters who might have had access or the means or motive or stuff like that. Um, and so for a bit, he is like, OK, maybe it's not her. But then it by the end of the of the book, it is revealed that, yeah, it kind of was her it, like this is yes. all a big mistake but she did have intent to kill lex Luthor. she did put all of this mm. in motion kind of um and that was something that i re really liked about her character um it, it, it so to back up a bit i i tend to like a lot of the stuff that tom king writes uh especially in tr in trade when you can binge that whole story it is fantastic um I, I know a lot of people think that it doesn't necessarily work as well issue to issue or it's so complicated at times mm. the story that he writes that like waiting a whole month in between issues is kind of like well, i forgot what's happening and stuff like that um and there's certain stories that i would agree to with that for sure but one critique I've, I've heard of tom king's writing which i i can sort of agree with here and there i don't know if i have the knowledge of some of the characters to necessarily agree wholeheartedly on some of these stories but uh the idea that tom king writes really really good stories but sometimes the characters he's using in these stories doesn't like it doesn't need to be those characters and he's sure. maybe sometimes taking those characters out of character to make the story which i can un understand and i think in terms of ice's case here specifically for this book like it, it i would say yes ice is out of character but also that's what this book is about the, the mm. whole hang of like ice got kind of the short end of the stick where she is her name is just kind of lame it's ice they're, they're like <laughs> what a boring name and she mentions that she's like i actually kind of don't like my name um and and then uh christopher is like it's actually kind of spot on it's short it's sweet it's ice like when i think of ice i think of you like nothing mm. else like you've actually made it work which is good but also you're the nice one you're the innocent one that's what this mm. book is playing on like you're no one would ever suspect you of murder you're so mm -hmm. sweet yeah and yet she's I, the one that was like i'm actually kind of manipulative like i'm i'm <laughs> using that to get what i want um and i like her so, yeah. journey First, it seems like a more traditional noir. This has been a femme fatale posing as an innocent girl the whole time. And you learn that she is very aware of what her reputation is as yeah. sweet, 
sweet, helpful ice. Just, just your pal ice, a cute, innocent girl. And she's not, not that. But she became so aware of that. that She's like, I don't want that to be everything I am anymore. I don't want people to underestimate me. The impetus for this story is that Lex Luthor hired some other villain to like take over her and kill her. And you don't need to know this in great detail. Uh, Only that she fought back and she ended up dying and then being brought back to life. Which even though that happened, she still had, (laughs) she wanted vengeance on Lex Luthor. And she looks back on it and she's like, that was the one time I ever stepped out of line. The one time I ever did something that was what somebody else would do instead of being cute, soft, sweet ice. And I was killed for it. I don't want that to happen. I want to do what other people do. I want to harden up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting place to be. And that's that's why I like this story, because I think it adds a much more realistic layer to the character mm-hmm. um, who I, I in in the Justice League International stuff that I've I've read. I like her as a character. Um, but yeah, the most the most interesting stuff that I liked about her was her struggles with her relationship with guy gardener mm. who is just an absolute douchebag of a kid mm. character and in the whole time i'm sitting there like ice he is not for you yes. like don't this is a bad relationship and that like that comes out in those stories where fire is kind of pointing those things out like hey he, he's not a, a good guy or in the sense he's not good for you he's a mm. hero in quotes right but he's an asshole he treats women terribly and so that's like the most interesting thing about her story is this like i know he's an asshole but i kind of still like him and i don't know why and it's mm. that sh- that struggle and that you don't get much more to her character beyond that um, and so I like this layer of, yeah, there is this, like, I want to toughen up. I don't want p- people to only see me as this just kind of wimpy, nice, sweet g- 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 girl. Um, like I, I, I want to be st- stronger. I want to be taken seriously. Um, the only thing I don't like about where this story leaves the character is that i don't feel like she should be a member of the justice league after this if if she's willing to murder and then cover up that murder and do like continue to do stuff like that like if you want to be taken serious that's one thing but does that mean covering up murder and stuff Mm -hmm. like that right like i I don't know. And so it, it leaves me in a weird place of just like, I like the layer you added, but I don't know if we're done with this yet. Like, let's let's continue working through this. <laughs> so I didn't have any specific familiarity with the Justice League International besides the name. But as Christopher Chance Uh, with ice by his side keeps meeting all of these different JLI members to talk to them, to try and get to the bottom of this story. He sees them interact with each other and he learns about their team dynamics. And I forget Mm -hmm. which one of them is expressing this. It might've been rocket red. Is that the Russian guy's name? Yes. 
another character I hadn't seen before, but who reads pretty clearly. You do kind of get that guy's hero persona um, talking about how this was a team full of a lot of rejects from other teams or a lot of like B yep. players yeah. who came together and saw each other really screw up and really make a lot of mistakes. And they had to learn to forgive each other. Absolutely. And that gives them almost a stronger family bond than like the main Justice League team. And uh, in the Blue Beetle issue, when they go and meet with Ted Cord and he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I just got called to save this burning building. I, do, do you guys just want to fly in the Beetle jet with me? We can talk on the way. It won't take long. And then they do that. And it's like, oh, no, I've gotten a call to another thing. So all day just long, just hopping around the yeah. country. Yeah. He just ends up tagging along on a day when Blue Beetle and Ice have all these superhero things to deal with. And they <clears> keep <throat> teaming up to take care of them together. Yeah. And he watches how easily they work with each other. And it's not a romance jealousy thing. It's more of a, oh, I see who you are as a superhero. I see what made this team work while they how they are so closely bonded. And how they would lie for each other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was something I, I love too. just this idea of there because the Justice League in comparison often feels very stiff and business like mm. uh, we have bylaws and we need to vote in new members and we need to take care of business. Right. Mm. Where, yeah, the JLI, uh, e even though like we're, we're, was often sanctioned by the U.N., um, back in in the day and sent to different places to help out um yeah they they like you said they were all kind of rejects or lesser known characters coming together they they had screwed up here and there um and yeah they they just end up making this family because they're often goofballs and they just they yeah. kind of just do stupid stuff um <laughs> and like, i, I like, want to note yeah. that that is Something specifically that Christopher Chance remarks on seeing Ice and Blue uh, Blue Beetle together. He's like, they don't act like colleagues. They act like family. Yeah, <laughs> that even, is the key word here. Even just in the way like when they go see Booster Gold at his his Booster's Bagels, his new store that he opens up in a, in a never strip mall. We toast the bagels. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's in a strip mall. There's like five passers-by there with their phones like oh oh booster gold <laughs> yeah um and and like the the way they sit down and 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 talk in this restaurant they end up talking for hours like yes. this is not uh like hey i see you every every day let's just say the 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 quick things we need to all right, all right cool i'm off to go do something else it's let's catch up we have all these inside jokes let's reminisce mm -hmm. like they they are genuinely like happy and excited to see one another even if ice could care less about boosters bagels yeah. right like i like she's not here to support him in that per se she's just like this is another one of your stupid get rich quick schemes that will absolutely fail <laughs> um but I'm I'm here for you as a person. Is this yes. thing right? Um, and yeah, I I I I think this book really does a great job of getting all of that across. And I think that deepens the mystery, right? Because mm. 
at times it's like, well, maybe it's ice. Well, actually, maybe it's fire because fire was the one that would always kind of point out the dangerous things that ice was mm-hmm. getting herself into. And as the name implies, she is the more fiery one. She is the, the one that has a little bit of attitude and will will get upset and will argue with people and stuff like that. So if she's protecting ice and ice wanted vengeance on Lex, then maybe fire would do something. Um, th- then there's also Guy Gardner, right? Like, okay, this makes sense. He's he, he absolutely would be the one to like, hey, if you 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 looked at my girlfriend once, I'm beating you up, right? Um, I could see him wanting to murder Lex Luthor. That makes sense, kinda. Um. Could 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 it be someone else? Could it be a, a business rival like Ted Cord, who had the money mm-hmm. and maybe is tired of playing second fiddle to Lex Corp? And once you you know all that, like there's, it, I I think it it does a good job of being like, yeah, there's actually some interesting connections here. Yeah. Of this p- p- person would cover for the other or would have their own motive for doing things here. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I do think that the, the mystery of this book is a really, really good one, even though it's by the end, it's like, OK, so it was ice like it, it, it yeah. was her. She did ask for some help here and there to get certain aspects, but she kind of manipulated other people to get that stuff. And mm. then it all went wrong. And now this is just one big screw up. And uh, yeah, <laughs> now I, <laughs> I fell in love with the guy that I accidentally murdered. And this mm. sucks, right? Um, yeah, I, I like that she makes it clear what she was trying to do, but she never intended to hurt this man. She hasn't been purposefully playing him. She would like to not be discovered that she tried to murder Lex Luthor. But she is not uh, two-faced for the purposes of being, uh, of, of she does not have evil intentions. She right. wanted this one man who harmed her gone and to sort of prove to herself that she can be tougher than what other people expect of her, that she can step out of the box that she's been put in and behave more like other people she sees and not face consequences the same way they don't face consequences. Yeah. Uh, But she genuinely does love Christopher. I really did like the romance between the two of them. I like how much time was spent on that. We spent a lot of time with ice. I, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, even though the book starts with, you see him lying down to die. I was not expecting that the book would end with, yes, he dies. And then you have this, uh, this whole coda, like a whole issue that you're just spending with ice after his death mm-hmm. and what she does in the days after that. She is very close to being the second protagonist here. She's not just the dame. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So another thing that I liked about Ice's character or like the remarks on Ice's character slash uh, like hints in the mystery, they, they they do leave little clues throughout the book. And it is all pointed out and 
remarked upon, which is something that I think detective fiction can often skip sometimes of like, and here's how it happened. And you're just like, wait, wait, what? Who? Yeah. Um, and I think from the moment that Ice walks into his office, they do the and my life will never be the same from her, which is your first clue. Mm. Um, but then, at, yeah, as they go about and he gets to see her interacting with the JLI, there's a scene where she is threatening Guy Gardner and kind of crushing him in his bubble. And the ice is like enclosing and like the narration is the human target being like, yeah, the the Green Lantern ring certainly is one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. The, the, the sheer strength that it would mm. take to crack a, like a Green Lantern shield is just incredible. And you can see like his shield is like shrinking and cracking and it's her and she has this look on her face just like I'm like I fucking mean business like do mm -hmm. not mess with me and it's just like oh okay she she yeah and then shortly after that when i think they go to blue beetle next he's remarking on every time they went to go do something i saw her holding back like she played mm -hmm. her role of like you're the man you lead like i'll just stay back here in my role not to step out of these bad but he could see like she's holding back like she's much stronger than this. And so, yeah, like those those things are pointed out and remarked upon uh, like earlier on in these Harry's um, that, I, that I, I think helps to be like, OK, yes, it does make sense. You have laid the right crumbs here. You've you've yeah, it's it's not just like you you pull the rug out from underneath me at the end here and like all along it was ice and i'm like it's like well wait what why how mm. who um so yeah they they did a good job with all of that let me ask you this did you have mm -hmm. a favorite issue a favorite interaction uh between uh, like the like like you said each issue they talk to a new member did you have a favorite member favorite issue that you uh, that's that stood out. I did like the use of Batman in that Batman is not used. Yeah. <laughs> the issue where he's just on the run. He's like, Batman could be right behind me at any time. Batman is the world's greatest detective. <laughs> They're yeah. on the run. They stop at this diner. He looks at this other guy sitting at the bar, the diner, and he's like, that's Batman in disguise. <laughs> it's not. this innocent <laughs> They just keep running through the middle of the desert. He keeps looking around like he could be anywhere. He could descend from the sky at any time. And he doesn't. You you never see Batman. Oh, it's great. I I've never thought about that before, that just anybody living in this universe might have that fear on a day-to-day -day basis of Batman could be anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it was a murder attempt on Lex Luthor, and the main suspects are members of the JLI. Like, you, you don't think that would come across Batman's yeah. desk at some point, and he would solve it in 24 hours, right? Like, God. So, yeah, he's he's spot on with the, like, 
it's been three days and I haven't seen Batman. This is weird. Like, uh, what is happening here? He has to be watching me. He has to be. That's him. That has to be him. Oh, my God, that's him. Uh. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a great one for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I. I kind of like the 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 whole like I like what they try to do with. I I, I think one of my favorite to- twists of this book is the stories with Guy Gardner in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up with the typical machismo that he has and is like, hey, you you've been talking to my g- girl. And she's like, we're not even dating right now. Like, what? What do you mm. want? Uh, and gets after Christopher Chance. Um, and then eventually they they seemingly murder Guy Gardner here. Yeah, and it's kind of wild. They freeze him. Right. They freeze him and they Christopher punches him and he pulverizes into bits. And then the bits he are shatters. lying on the floor, slowly melting, melting. Oh. into this like gross red puddle. What a way to go. It's gnarly. Man. It is. Um, and it's kind of shocking too. Like this, I think is one of the better twists of the book here where Christopher is the one that does the punch that, that, that shatters him. Um, and then they, they have to like clean it up. They have to hide it. He has to, uh, like hide. He, he needs to like, all right, I need to go in human target mode, make a, disguise change my voice like hey i'm off world right now no need to worry and look for me for the next two months yeah like that that'll be good right he does this whole thing and i think that's what alerts him to like okay i put out that message batman should be here within 24 hours because he'll know it's fake like sure he'll like he'll know it's absolutely not guy um and 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 so yeah, then they're, they're like that's why we'll go on the run. We'll run from Batman, which is never a good idea. Um, but then at the end, it is revealed that they did not kill Guy Gardner. This is another manipulation of Ice, who off panel went to Guy to be like, "Hey, we need to fake your." death here if 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 we mm. get you out of the p- picture i can handle him he'll be g- g- gone in a week you'll never have to talk to, to him again so let's just fake your death you can lie low for a week and then maybe you can buy me dinner right and he's just mm. like sold <laughs> that's my g- 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 girl um and so yeah, I I like that twist that it is a a, a fake out there. Uh, but then I also I love the stupidity that once Christopher kind of realizes I I think she and him faked their death on me, and then like he goes to look for him, and he's at a bar like twenty minutes from the <laughs> hotel, and he's just like, "You only ran twenty minutes, like right." <laughs> What kind of 
idiot. Only like if you're supposed to lay low for a week, you should leave the area. Like, right. Go don't just vacation. go to the suburbs. Go to yeah. Mexico. Go to Europe. Go right. to China. I don't care. Go to space. You, you, you went to Target corner. down the road. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't remember at which point in the story this is, but Christopher is talking. He has an understanding of what the Green Lantern ring and its powers do. Mm-hmm. He says, this is designed to protect the wearer, the Green Lantern, from harm. If a truck is coming at him, the ring will create a force field and it'll save him. And he's like, the ring will protect you from things it knows to protect you from. But if you're some big macho guy who thinks having a food allergy is a weakness, Great and you stuff. don't yeah. tell the Green Lantern ring you're allergic to peanuts, it won't do anything for you. So he gets into a fist fight with Guy Gardner and Guy punches him and Christopher just says has a handful of peanut just, butter. Just mushes <laughs> peanut butter in his mouth. And he's like, you'll go into anaphylactic shock in two minutes. Tell me what I need to know before then. Right. Yeah. That's like that is such a great encapsulation of the mindset of Guy Gardner. Mm. Um, if you're if you're unfamiliar with his story, um, and how he became a, a Green Lantern. The ring that Hal Jordan has was supposed to be Guy Gardner's. Um, mm-hmm. When when uh, I think was it Abin Sur is that his his name? When he died and that ring went to go look for, for, for its new host, it was going to Guy Gardner, but Guy Gardner was in a coma at the time. So it's <laughs> like, well. If he's kind of unconscious and out of commission, we need to go to someone else. And then it went to how Jordan. Um, and so later on, guy figures that, that, that out. He's he's just pissed. He's like, I was supposed to be Green Lantern. I'm the best one there is. I was the first choice, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, he's just he's so macho i need to be masculine at all times and you know, all of this stuff and so he yeah just wants no weakness i'm not gonna tell the ring that i have a peanut <laughs> allergy because that's weak <laughs> and then he's just like peanuts <laughs> here you go he's just like oh, oh no oh god <laughs> oh man um but I, I mentioned earlier on in the podcast that whoa, one of my favorite moments in comics is re- re- referenced in this book. Mm-hmm. And it is the moment that they shatter Guy G- G- Gardner. This uh, he's like, and, and all it took was one punch. And you see this like mm-hmm. up close, like fist, like right in his nose as he shatters Um that is a reference to something that happens in the first volume of Justice League International. Um, as the team is starting to form, Batman is involved, but he's just kind of there to like, all right, let's set things up. You guys are going to be over here, uh, d- like all of this stuff. And as he's barking orders and is like having the first meeting of the JLI, of course, Guy Gardner is is like, well, who says you should be in charge? I'm obviously the sh- the strongest one here. I'm a green f- f- freaking lantern. I rule space. What space sector is this? My space sector, right? I'm in charge mm. here. Um, 
Batman like tells him to shut up and sit down all the all, all the that stuff and guy guy is just not about it he's just like no this is stupid who the fuck are you bat batman what have you done you don't even have powers um and batman just walks up and just punches him once and knocks him out like knocks him unconscious and then uh it like every, everyone else is just like oh shit batman just knocked out <laughs> guy gardner one punch what like that meme of like all the rare the the guy going yeah. like oh like it it's yeah. <laughs> that meme be- before that meme existed mm-hmm. um and like people who were like in the building but weren't in that part of the meeting like have to like run back in to be like what happened and he's like batman just knocked out guy gardner and they're like i missed it no how did i miss it please say one of you recorded it like they're all just like this was amazing and it's it's such a good moment because he's just like guys shut up like no one likes you and he's like no i'm in charge blah 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 and just bam <laughs> knocks him out and he's unconscious it's fantastic um so yeah I, I i like little moments like that where they reference things or like i said like the fact that martian manhunter uh is scared of fire and like just like completely has a panic at- attack whenever he is near fire and then he has a romantic relationship with the character fire spot mm-hmm. on G- great stuff. Um, I, <laughs> I, I like all of that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you have any other kind of things that you want to mention and point out? Uh, I know we've kind of been jumping around and talking a lot about the, the mystery of uh, this, this stuff here, but is there something else that you want to remark upon? It was nice to have context for another thing you'd mentioned to me, which is the false Luigi. Yes. Your, your house is directly behind a place called Luigi's Pizza. And you're constantly, you'll order DoorDash and they'll wind up on the other end, the other side of the block at the Luigi's Pizza. And you're like, no, that's not my house <laughs> driving. <laughs> and you found out that there is no Luigi at Luigi's Pizza. So fake Luigi. Your world crumbles. That's not his name. Yeah. And yeah, then later I, you're like, this exact same thing happened in a comic book I'm yeah. reading where there's a guy named Luigi, but he's not really Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, it's great. Um, it, it, yeah, I, I remember mentioning that on the captain's log, uh, the, the other podcast that we, we do here and and just just the way that life imitates art is is just mm. kind of wild um that yeah we have like it's literally on the other side of like my back fence it's just right there and uh we we met the guy that owns luigi's pizza because he was something to, i think he owns the house next to us uh so we saw him out there and my my partner met met him and stuff like that his name is Jeff. And so it's just Dude. like, what? It's not Luigi. What? What is happening here? Um, so, yeah, it just it was it was such a funny moment. So I'm glad that you got to experience that. that was good. <laughs> I this Luigi looks like an Alfred. He's kind of does. Balding, yeah. He's got a little mustache. And I know there is some 
version of Alfred Pennyworth that is drawn the same way. I can't remember <laughs> in what book or cartoon, but there's an Alfred that looks just like that. So sure, I thought yeah. it was he funny that, that like, another character with the same design. mustache, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another character with that same design is uh, the helper to the human target in a similar fashion. Absolutely. Um, did So, uh, like you kind of mentioned earlier, the book does start with Christopher laying down and dying and writing his last little note to uh to ice to say i love you too um and then he lays down and he dies did when you finished the book when you were on the other side of that did you have any kind of thought of like did he get out of this somehow like that's like i said that's what i was expecting most just about every time a story starts with a death or a character at their lowest point, like the previously mentioned, the emperor's new group. When yeah. He's a sad llama <laughs> in the rain. And he's like, I bet you're wondering how I became a sad llama in the rain. He's not a sad <laughs> llama in the rain. By the end of the movie, he's back to being Cusco <laughs> after he was poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but almost every time you see that opening to a story, the character gets out of it by the end and we've already seen examples where this is a guy who dies and comes back to life professionally ice died and came back to life they faked guy gardner's death like the road is laid for this has happened before it could happen again so i was a little surprised that we got to the very end of it it's like oh no he's truly dead i don't know i have a theory Mm mm-hmm I think he's the the new Luigi. Ah, because where did old Luigi go? So he mentions traveling. He mentions it. So from the conversation, the the book kind of ends with ice showing back up to Luigi's pizza. They, They talk a bit and Luigi mentions that Christopher left him a lot of money. Um, Mm. And he's thinking about shutting up, shutting down the shop and and traveling. Um, And I don't know with with his disguise skills. Right. Like, I I wonder if he actually did like, hey, here's a bunch of money from my will. Like, legally, you can get this um, and like you can go off and live the life you wanted. I'll stay here. I'll take over Luigi's pizza for now. But there's also just kind of this this like knowing look between Luigi and Ice as they kind of reminisce over Christopher. That's true. And I'm I'm wondering if that is more of a a knowing look of like her seeing through the disguise, him being like, I recognize that you recognize me. What if we we travel like we can just go on the run? We can do our own own thing. Right. Um, I, I guess not that they need to go on the run now per se, but uh, yeah, like it, it, it works both ways, right? It works as her stopping by Luigi's one last time to kind of commemorate the, the 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 short time that she knew Christopher. Um, but I I just had this like thought in the back of my mind of like, what if? Huh? That's. 
No, that's a good theory. Like, I compared Luigi to Alfred, but we really do not see much of Luigi. He's just a guy who's in on who the human target is and lets him rent space above his pizza shop. Yeah. Uh, He's not, it's not like he helps him make wig caps or anything like that. He's not really part of the operation. So when she does stop in Luigi's pizza, at the end of the story, that is the most time we have spent with Luigi is in right. that yeah. scene. I, him and I haven't really spoken. They don't really have a bond. That does make a lot of sense that that would be Christopher in yet another disguise. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's just we're one of those things of like, yeah, they are in the DC. They're, they're in comics, quote unquote. Mm. That's the kind of like meta knowledge that we can kind of bring to this right of. This is a universe where people come back to life. They have Lazarus pits. They have all sorts of stuff. There's there's magic. There is switcheroos. There's the, the people like the human target that like know how to fake deaths and stuff like that. So I, I think, yeah, there is a possibility that they could always reveal that he faked it somehow, some way, or he was Luigi all along or something. I don't know. There you go. Good stuff. I I love this book. I think it's fantastic. Um, Okay, I think that means it is about time for us to check in on bingo. Yeah, let me bring this up on screen. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, no briefcase full of of cash. This would have been another great place to find that. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, uh. Didn't break into dance. No rubber monster suit. And we didn't really get to see a villain lair. No. We did get arted to death. I, I, I think he died in for his manner? art. In in, I, <laughs> in 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 the sense he was performing his art, right? His his thing, and he died as a result. But not the, the right, like we. I think arted to death is meant in a more literal sense. In like you're like if he was an actor, not a man who was acting as part of this clandestine secret agent profession mm. but if he was an actor who died in pursuit of the ultimate role that is arted to death yeah yeah okay so no arted to death on that one uh let's see did he get a change of art direction no not really no time loop mm. no mysterious scar no cool stepdad no fight in the rain i don't know i don't think i have anything if we uh, so I, I, I do have one planet. We did go to Oa at one point in, in this book. So my quota, oh. I am one third of the way through. Um, I, I need to find a way to like mark that. I guess I can just t- type in one of three. We did go to Oa. Um, no nosy neighbor, no big puddle splash, 
Character overprotective of their car. No secret trap door. No contaminated evidence. No. No. Um. No, I think that was it. I think that's the yeah. only thing that I got. <laughs> Some bingo weeks are just a dud. So yeah, kind of. That's the fun of the game. There you go. Okay. Um. Well, now that we are out of bingo, Melissa, let's do recommendations. For people that enjoyed the human target, what else might they enjoy? There's this philosophy in comics that every issue could be somebody's first issue. So frequently, an issue of comics will recap what you need to know. As this book did. Yeah. Right. But it happens at the beginning of every single issue. There is, he says it so much. The exposition almost becomes like this character's personal mantra. Mm-hmm. It's not the sort of omnipotent voice uh, telling you what happened. It is Christopher Chance's personal internal monologue narrating everything like the noir story it is, being like, I took a poison mint for Lex Luthor. It's slowly killing me. I have 12 days to live. I'm on day eight. I've talked to these Justice League International members. Now I got to talk to this one to find out who did the poisoning. He does it over and over again. Like I said, like it's becoming part of his mantra and how he talks to himself, Mm -hmm. not necessarily how he's talking to us. And that reminded me of the movie The Killer, which came out uh, just a couple months ago on Netflix. This is a new movie from David Fincher starring Michael Fassbender as uh, an assassin who lives this sort of quiet life. He's the guy who will like stake out in a semi-abandoned building for a week or two, watching the target, waiting for exactly the right time. And then he will shoot that guy through the window. That's this man's whole lifestyle. He's very diligent and precise and practiced about his work. He has all of the, these philosophies, like don't get involved. Don't make mistakes. He has these things that he keeps saying to himself, over and over and over and over again. He has his mantras. And so it, it reminded me of how that character speaks to himself. And the movie The Killer is about the one time one of these assassinations goes wrong mm-hmm. and how now he has to go on the run. And I think the part of the deal is that if he doesn't do the job right, now they can kill him. So it's about him on the run and trying to figure out who made the job <clears throat> Can I talk them out of it? Uh, fun action thriller. In, enjoy the killer. Cool. Good stuff. And Good stuff. This. I want to tell people to Google the logo of a local St. Louis pool company. Okay. The art style in this book. Remi- uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to read it is that it reminded me of this logo I see on trucks around the city. There's uh-huh. some local company called the Pool Specialists Inc. I don't have a pool. I don't know anything about this company. I'm scared to Google them. My heart could not take it if I read any negative reviews about the Pool Specialists Inc. Because mm-hmm. I love their logo. It's a, a mid-century looking line drawing of just a man with sleek hair wearing a snorkel. And then that same image of that man again. These are not symmetrical on either side of the text logo the pool specialists inc these are not mirrored these are not flipped there's no symmetry 
There's not even the neat number of there's three of the guy or four or five of the guy. It's guy, guy again. The visual design, <laughs> this logo baffles me. I'm so puzzled by why this is their logo. Why there's yeah. just two of this guy. You're looking at it, right? I'm I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, let me As see. As a graphic designer, on, on you would look here. at this logo and you'd be like, you got to change it. You got to take away the second guy or you got to like make him smaller, make a gradient, do or, like, or, or, like, or like there's multiple of the guy like he's. The, you know the, the, the little like changing or they have the like full face goggles right so it's like yeah. these, this big circular thing on their face make their faces the two o's in pool like you could do something exactly. like that or why isn't that I, the case yeah i i don't know and not, not that even that is the greatest idea but it's still yeah it's like the it same thing just sense. stamped twice yeah it know. looks like a mistake? I love it. I am so confused by it. It's so funny to me that this is the logo. I love this thing. So every time I see one of these trucks, I treat it like a good luck charm. If I see the pool <laughs> specialist's ink vehicle out there on the road, I'm like, today's going to be a good day. This is my good luck charm. These two mysterious pool men. So just take a look at this. I hope some. I hope this brings somebody else joy the way it brings me joy. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Again, don't know a single thing about the company. Don't have a pool. I'm not closely associated with anyone who does own a pool. Yeah. Can't tell you about their services. I just love these two weirdos. <laughs> Anyways. Um... Cool. Uh, other things to recommend. If you like the art in this book, go check out the work of Greg Smallwood. His art is fantastic. Uh, a couple years back, he did a series um, with. Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name right now? By Jeff Lemire. Uh, it was Jeff Lemire and like Greg Jeff. Smallwood. They did Moon Knight for Marvel. Mm. Um if you guys yes. have seen that that Moon Knight cover where it's it's all white and it looks like he's pulling off a mask, but it's the skin and underneath is the like Moon Knight uh, like face. You guys have probably all seen that picture. Um, that's his his work there. Uh, I think he's currently working on something else, but I don't remember what it is. So I don't know off the top of my head. Um but I, I, I could be wrong on that, too. I, I, I feel like he's done some Shazam related stuff, um, but I, I, I could be wrong with that. Uh, of course, if you want to check out more Tom King's stuff, uh, we mentioned that we covered uh, the vision uh, here on the show. Uh, that's a great one over in the Marvel universe for you to ch check out. Um, Tom King has uh, been working a lot with the DC. I don't know if he has an exclusive contract or not. He did a big, long Batman run. He worked on Mr. Miracle. Uh, he's currently writing Wonder Woman at the time of uh, of recording this. I think the first six issues are out. Um, the... He did a graphic novel for Supergirl, uh, which James Gunn has recently pointed to as the inspiration oh, yes. for one of his yes. uh, stuff, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Um, Isn't he is he going to be adapting that for the screenplay? I believe so. Uh, yep. Did I hear that right? Mm -hmm. Cool. 
I believe so. Uh, so yeah, uh, some some interesting stuff to check out over there uh, with that. Other like crime noir stuff. There's 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 tons of stuff we could do. Um, let's see. Let's go. Let's go with Perry Mason. Go go yeah. go watch the HBO show Perry Mason. That's a great uh, kind of crime noir detective slash crime or not uh, courtroom drama uh, stuff. I like that a lot. Um, on the opposite end of that spe- spectrum, uh, Naoki Urasawa's Pluto, uh, I think, is a great uh, kind of like cyber noir uh, that you can check out. Uh, you can both read the manga of that, and Netflix just did an eight-episode anime adaption of that, which was phenomenal. Um, I highly recommend checking that out. Uh, it is a kind of side story slash retelling of Astro Boy, uh, which is just another reason to go to go check it out. But it is uh, also it follows a similar structure that this book took, where every episode is kind of investigating a different robot uh, in 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 that story. So go check out Pluto by Naoki Urasawa. Um, yeah, you mentioned the killer. That was a good poll. Um, I don't know, man. There's there's lots of just good cr- cr- crime noir stuff out there. Go go check out all that stuff. Go watch Mad Men, right? Yeah. All that stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Cool. I think that is uh, that's about it for recommendations. So for next episode, uh, if everything goes according to plan, we will have Ignacio Rojas joining us. Um, he's been on the show uh, a handful of times, as well as a number of our other podcasts that we do here at the Whatnots. Um, but we invited him onto the show, and he said, "Let's do another anime movie." Um, so we are g- going to be watching "Weathering with You," um, which is uh, let me pop, 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 pull this up on Wikipedia here. Uh, this I, is I want to stop you and say that. He pitched this and I'm like, I know this is either about a cloud that becomes a person or a person that becomes a cloud. <laughs> you, you it's know one of those two. <laughs> it's one of those two. And I have no further details. I have no idea what this movie really is. Yeah. Uh, it won a number of awards. It was the Japanese entry for best international uh, feature f- f- film at the 92nd Academy Awards. Um, all, all that good stuff. It is uh, written and directed by Makoto Shinkai, uh, which we also, with Ignacio, have have discussed here on the review show. Another one of Makoto Shinkai's movies entitled Your Name, which is also super fantastic. Go check that one out. I think it'll be interesting for us to talk about this movie because it, it yeah it's another look at this director like we we haven't gone back to this director since i don't know what else yeah. he's made besides those two um but those are are certainly the the uh two that he is most well known for, for i think um but yeah we've 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 not done a good old-fashioned anime movie in a while so 
Uh, we are looking for forward to this one. I've heard nothing but great things about weathering with you. So look forward to that next time we reconvene. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that will be in about two weeks. So this wraps up this episode uh, of, of the podcast here. Uh, Melissa, where can the people find you on the interwebs? I don't, I'm not a, a person who's big on posting, but if you look up my handle, WilkyWit, W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T, on a platform and you find me there, I, I have it to respond to any messages anybody might want to send me. But I'm not, I'm not there to say stuff that isn't directly to a single other person. <laughs> Good stuff. I'm becoming entirely conversation-based in this era <laughs> of my life. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, we are at the Whatnots Official on th- on th- Threads. Uh, if you guys would like to stay up to date with us, that's where you can find us. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go check out more of our other videos right over there. Maybe I'll put our our discussion on the Vision right over that way for you guys to check out. Um, but yeah, this has been number 287 of the Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.